Sister Mindy. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today, man? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I can't complain. I'm here. Uh, we have another one from Blumhouse Productions, directed by Scott Derrickson, the man that brought you Sinister, uh, produced by Jason Blum, who's brought you pretty much everything else, and starring Mason uh, Thames, Ethan Hawke, and Madeline McGraw. And uh, Ethan Hawke, wasn't he in Sinister? I think he was, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was the main guy in the first one. I think you're right. I'm not 100% yeah, sure, right. guys. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm right. I won. You won. You got one. Uh, the Black Phone, starring Ethan Hawke. Uh, we have a lot to say about this. Do you have any uh, news for this week? I mean, there's not a full week. Unfortunately, it is a really, really, really slow week, even in the theaters. I didn't even really see too much going on in the horror genre that I didn't already know about. Like, you got Jordan Peele's The Nope coming out. and So, I mean, there is one that caught my eye. Um, It's like Cujo, but with a line. Oh, yeah, that one looked cool. And it looks so Sick. Yeah, there was a couple trailers yesterday that looked oh, like Oh, there's these kids with their father in the middle of an African lion safari and they like get caught on a cliff. It's like Jurassic Park meets Cujo and I'm here for it. Yeah. And that does sound cool. I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be really, really good. And y'all know me. I don't like creature features. No. So for me to be excited about a creature feature is it's a big one. It's a big one. I mean, but also that's probably because it reminded me so much of Kuga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other so, than that, nothing else really is going on. Okay. So the Black Phone. This movie literally just came out the other day. Yeah. Uh, so June 24th. So we'll do a quick spoiler-free uh, review before we get into the nitty-gritty. What do you think of this movie, Mindy? Um, here's the thing, guys. I have been following this movie since I first saw the trailer back in January of 2022 when Daniel and myself went to go see Scream. Yeah. And ever since then, I had been obsessed with this movie, with the story, the plot, the characters, the people. Starring in it, I was so engrossed. I knew everything that you could know yeah. about this film going into it. 
Guys, I almost fell asleep. Yeah, you did fall asleep. That don't happen very often. Yeah. That only happened in one other horror movie, and that was The Quiet Place. And that was because I was coming off a 14-hour work shift day. Sharon, stop judging me. I'm not judging you. I'm just glad you said it because I was about to. (laughs) The Quiet Place. Uh, there was a lot of things that I liked about this movie. I don't think I'm as harsh on it as you, but I don't, I didn't love it either. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I was anticipating something a lot better than what we got. Nick, uh, if you guys remember the movie Ma that Blumhouse did, how they had like an hour and a half of just build up and then it didn't go anywhere until like for 20 minutes. What movie then, is this? Ma. Oh, yeah, my, my. Another Blumhouse one. Yeah, that one sucked. That it one should have been way better than it was. a lot of this one, because like Daniel just said, it should have been a lot better than what it was. This had the potential to be amazing, mm-hmm. to be a blockbuster, to be a payway for horror. And honestly, it didn't hit me like that. I mean, I feel bad. I know this is going to be a really unpopular opinion. I know people are going to be really pissed off. I'm sorry. So, when I asked the question, would you recommend it? Is that a no? Uh, uh, I mean, I want to not recommend it. I mean, if you want to see it, like, go ahead and see it, but I mean, I'm not going to be that person that, like, Puts it up in your head as like a great movie. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you straight out, it sucks. Okay. Just, so like you would... to, just like I do to everybody when they go, oh well, I really want to see this. Okay, we'll go ahead and waste your money on it. Blows. So that would be a no. <laughs> if you want to see it, see it. Yeah, but you don't. You didn't like it. You didn't like the movie. Neither did you. No, I know. I'm just trying to get your opinion because that, that's what we're here to do. Uh, You didn't like it. As a horror enthusiast, I do not recommend. I do not like it. I would recommend it to people that like slow burns. Yeah. And that like missing children movies and supernatural movies. Uh, That's who I would recommend it to. If you're not that kind of person and you're more of like your slow burner needs a little bit of a bite. Yeah. Then this isn't for you. Okay. All right. My take is a little different because I didn't love it, but I think if you market this movie in somewhat of a different way, I don't think the movie itself was bad. I thought the movie was actually really good. Uh, Ethan Hawke. It was too hyped up, but Ethan Hawke gave an amazing performance. What he was trying to do was really good. And I thought the plot with the kids was was really good. I think the only issue with this movie is that it's billed as a horror film. And it's billed as like a thriller because that's not what it is. Now it's a drama. It's a drama. And the whole movie, and I think you get this out of the trailer, so I don't think it's a spoiler. But the whole movie is pretty much the kid trying to get out of the thing. It's not who the grabber kills or what the grabber's doing. That doesn't really mean anything to the film. I mean, it does and it doesn't. I mean, but you don't as see far it. as the kids that you grab, you do see it throughout the beginning of the film. Yeah, but you don't and see then, him kill him, obviously. You no, can't. no, no, no. But you, but you also hear their voices on the phone and everything. So that part is intriguing. Yeah. And the fact that all the kids had left different things to help get out. 
I think that was pretty cool. It was really cool. Uh, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it as a horror movie. Yeah. But for a, a solid flick, I thought it was a solid flick, so I would recommend it as that. It was a child abduction movie. Yeah, and it was fine. Uh, so it was more of a suspense movie instead of a horror movie. Yeah, not even. Yeah. I really suspense. didn't have much suspense in it, Sharon. Well, it was. I guess you could put it in that genre. Yeah. It's just more of like a drama. Yeah. And it was good, but spoiler free is over now. I'm going to talk about the movie. But, uh, so, you know, leave if you don't want to know what happens. And come back, of course. We, I really liked it in certain ways because I thought, first of all, the character of the Grabber is really, it, it's now, really creepy. Grabber? That's Ethan Hawke. Oh. That's the, the the guy that's taking that's, all these kids. That's the nickname that the police have given him and stuff. The the kids the around kids school. Around the, yeah, yeah. Every, the, the whole community school, calls him so. the Grabber. Okay. So and he leaves a black balloon at the scene after he grabs a kid and puts him in his van. Okay. And that's, that's how his he whole gets thing. them in the van. Yes, and then he leaves a black balloon, and that's kind of the signature. Uh, so he's taking kids. Uh, and it's presumed, like, everyone knows he's killing these kids. They don't know who the grabber is. They don't, they just think it's a story. It, it's shit like that. But the, so from the trailer, you thought you would see a lot more of that. And, and Ethan Hawke just being a sadistic bitch and killing people. It's not really what you saw. What you saw was this kid trapped in a basement and ghosts helping him get out of the basement and figure it out. And I thought, a great premise. The premise was really good. I thought that part of the movie was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It's just not a horror flick. No. But it was really fuck. I, I enjoyed those scenes. I enjoyed the ghost walking out of the wall and talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed, uh, you know, like, it was like, like the one kid was being a dick to him because he doesn't know him. He's like, I'm not even doing this for you. I'm just doing it so this some bitch gets caught. Yeah. You know, the kid with, with the leather, with the sleeveless Yeah, jacket. with the sleeveless uh, See, when you, when you hear about ghosts on a phone and stuff, you expect it to be, like, scary ghosts. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, trying to drag you under Antagonists. Stuff. Right. But the ghosts are really the protagonists. So, they were more friendly ghosts. Yeah. Which didn't make them scary. Exactly. Okay. It, it had nothing, none of those scenes had any scariness because there was no, it, there was no, like, it, they, it couldn't because no. they're good guys. Right. The ghosts are little kids that are trying to help this other kid fucking get out of the basement. I will say the one part that was really dramatic that actually brought a tear to my eye was his last phone call that was given to him by his friend. Yeah, in the and, beginning that got... Yeah, and he told him, like, uh, he he told him, like, you you have to do this on your own now. Like, what did I tell you in the bathroom the one day? You got to stand up for yourself. He's like, what do you mean? And he said something else. And he said, no, the other thing. And he's like, I had to stand up for myself. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then like, and even then that kid's like, all right, now take the phone, fill it with dirt. And then he like trains him how to like strike him with the phone. Like, and you can stand back. Yeah. And the ghost is next to him. And he's like two steps back, one step forward one step back strike and the ghost is doing it with him and it's like it's really good but it's like some mr miyagi shit like right. it's all kinds of different genres of movies kind of put in one it's not horror horror isn't one of the genres so that's what's weird about it but like those like it was really cool i was like oh shit his old homies training him so he could fuck this dude up but it was never really suspense because first of all it doesn't have much stakes because you know the kid's gonna get out why why else would this be a thing the kid's gonna get out 
And he also knew all the kids, too. Mm-hmm. He knew all the other missing kids. So there's not much stakes in a movie like this, because what more can Ethan Hawke do? He can't really kill anybody else. And you can't show him killing kids, because it's wrong. You're never going to be able to do that. I think Jason and Michael did it once or twice back in the 90s. But now, in 2022, you're not killing a kid on screen. It yeah. just won't happen. So, but what they showed, I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed the kid fucking dealing with the ghosts and trying to get out and them helping. Well, there's a rope here and there's a window here and the way the room is. And, and like, I thought that and the strategy of it was really good. Yeah. And... The moments that we got... First of all, Ethan Hawke didn't get enough screen time. No, he weird. did not. I counted his screen time through the movie, guys, and he was about in it maybe about an hour out of the two hours. Yeah. He's in the trailer more than he's in the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, the trailer, his face is, probably, his face is on the poster. Like, I thought it was his movie. And then I'm fucking watching this about this little kid that has dreams, the little girl. Yeah. Who, by the way... Like you, I agree with you that she doesn't need to be in the movie, but she but was fucking she hilarious. Yeah, she was really good. Especially, guys, because she's very, very religious little girl, and you see her praying to God and Jesus all the time, and she got so angry at Jesus for not helping her and not sending her a dream to show her where her brother was. And she opens up her, her shrine or whatever, puts her Bible down, and is like, Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah, it was so funny. And it's we were like, dying. oh my god! Like, did she really just do that? Yeah. Like she pulled out her candles, everything. Like you thought she was straight up ready to worship, and she's like, Jesus, what the fuck? And she's one of the things I like about the movie because the alcoholic dad, the guy that played Charles Manson, uh, he. Well, he didn't play it in the movie, but the, obviously he might as well. He was the guy that played him in the Tarantino movie. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, he played Charles Manson. So he was like kind of a dick and he was like an alcoholic and all that. But the brother's relationship with the sister was one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. And that helped carry the movie along with Ethan Hawke's performance. Because all you really want to see is you want to see them get back like to get because they're such good for like the little bullies are beating the shit out of them and, and she's she like, comes up and she's just beating the shit yeah, out of all of them like she took down like five guys at one point oh and like the girls and the girls in the school are so cool about it too like normally a kid would get picked on for their sister standing up for them but she's but like the girls kid, like no nah, your sister's a badass yeah and uh she she was really like, when she was like, you cocksucking fart knockers, and then she fucking grabbed that rock and just fucked. Like, I thought that kid died. You and me both thought he I died. I really thought he was going to die like, Holy right shit. next to her. He was bleeding so bad out the side of his head. I thought he was So dying. she's really religious, but she's calling these guys fuckers, fuckers and cocksuckers. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the kicker. That's yeah. the best part of it. That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah, that's it was because Just because... Part. Just because you're religious doesn't you mean you can't, can't swear. You can't yeah. swear. Yeah. yeah. She relies on Jesus and God for her premonitions, for her dreams. Yeah, she thinks and everything. God's given and that's her. why when she didn't get one, she's like, Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's uh, hilarious. She's sending me dreams about everybody else in the world, but now my brother's gone and he didn't send me shit. Yeah, she, she was really good in that. The only thing I didn't like about her is because, like, the movie didn't need comedic relief. No. We like I don't think there's a movie we should be laughing during. Which and I wasn't mad at it. It was okay, but like that, there was like I laughed a little too much at this movie than I thought I would. 
She was funny though. She was hilarious, and she did make it good. So. She was she was funny. She was comedic early. Yeah, and, and I did enjoy her in the movie and her dreams, and, and th- those were some creepy parts when she was having her dreams and seeing shit. So yeah. th- that was when it got a little creepy, but. Uh, and also the fact that her father beat the shit out of her. Yeah. And it wasn't because he was mad at her. And it wasn't because he was mad that the police came to his work. It was because he wanted her to stop talking about her dreams. Yeah, because the mom had the same Because problem. the mother had the same problems and he didn't want it overtaking her. Yeah, because her mom killed herself. And yeah, because her mom lost her mind and she killed herself because yeah. of it. Oh. So... It was, was one of the story. few times in cinema, especially cinematic horror, that you see an adult beating the crap out of their kid, not for an abusive reason, but for what they think is an unjust reason. Yeah, and it was clearly... She thinks he's protecting her. Yeah, it was clearly abusive, but... And that's my only thing, like, you can cut that out and give me 15 more minutes of Ethan Hawke. Yeah. That, that's like, like we, there was no need for shit like that. No. Like, I understand, and it did make me really care for the girl and, and, and her brother, and it's like, I need to see them re- get reconnected, so it worked in that aspect. Yeah, but they didn't need him to be in so much. Yeah, but it's like... The dad was there way too much. Yeah, the dad was there way too much, and she was more of a star than Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is why a lot of people came to this movie and to see the grabber and how he acted. And I feel like we didn't see enough. Was the movie theater crowded? No. no. There no. was like eight people. Wow. Maybe eight or ten people. And it hasn't made that much money so far. It's only made $10 million, uh, opening weekend against a budget of 18. So it's not even in the positive. I'm sure it'll get in the positive because that's not counting yesterday and that's only opening day. But uh, so I'm sure it'll make a little more money, but it's not like a financial success so far. I don't uh, think it's gonna be. No, well, it's also going up against fucking Elvis, and Elvis that's is huge. Right yeah, everyone wants to see that movie. So. And the new Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park oh, is that still. Too? Yeah, 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 that came out a couple weeks ago, and uh, Lightyear's still out too. So there's a, it's going against a lot of shit, and it's it's a horror flick, or it's supposed to be. Uh, his brother, Max, is fucking hilarious, the cokehead, who's trying to figure out the shit. Poor Max. No, Poor his brother is that? Max. That's Ethan Hawke's brother. Okay. That's staying in town with him and shit. The detectives go to his house early, and Max is there trying to figure out all the, the, the like, he's got one of those, like, conspiracy theory whiteboards. With, okay, like, with all the little. This connecting to that, and yeah. So he was really well, he invested. He the cops in, and he's like, so, how are we working on this? What, what's going on with our case? Yeah. Oh, that's and funny. And the cops are like, wait, are, are you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to work with you guys. Yeah. So and he's like, I'm between that, jobs. I need this right now. So that was funny. that, that ended up being the killer's brother. Yeah. was ridiculous. And then the cops were like, like. total opposite. Then the cops were like, you might want to clean up before your brother gets home. And there was coke on the table. He's like, fuck. But he was so he was so good, he, and he was like your typical '80s cokehead. Like he he did a pretty like this was set in the '80s, right? Had '70s, '70s, '75. Okay, it, you could tell. It, it didn't go outwardly like Stranger Things. Like here's a fucking arcade machine right in your face, bitch. But it it is like nineteen. You could tell it's in the '70s. And right? it did a good job too. The music stayed true. The wardrobe stayed yeah. true. They did it low key enough. They didn't fucking burst it in your face, but it's also like that is the setting. You yeah. know that's the setting. So 
I, I really enjoyed uh, that part. And because they showed you early on, like they didn't like do any tests or anything with Max being the, like they told you right away. Cause then they have you, they, they do the camera, the, the camera lowers to the basement where Vinny is. Yeah. So you already know Max's brother, but at the end, Max finds him. And he's like, man, what the fuck, dude? And he's I like, don't worry. My brother was hiding this from me. Yeah, he's like, and then because he said like a cokehead, he's like, dude, you want to know how I figured this shit out? And he's, then he's like, no, let's fucking go. And then he's like, oh shit, oh shit. And Max's like, what? And then of course a fucking axe goes through his head. And that's the only action throughout the whole movie. And he's like, you made me kill my brother. And it's like, you killed her own brother. But that part was fantastic. And that was my only issue is I wish we could have got more of that. Yeah. Because that's like Ethan Hawke was allowed to do his shit and fucking be a creepy psycho. Yeah, that and, was sinister, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. So the stuff like like he was talking with, with Vinny like throughout the movie, th- those were good scenes, but we needed more of that. That the movie should have cut out the little girl, cut out all that shit, and just make the movie Ethan Hawke like killing parents or something, doing something random too, and also the kid trying to figure his way out. Because him trying to figure his way out of the basement was the heart of the movie. And the kids helping him and stuff. That to me, that was the heart of the movie. I loved. The, I thought the little girl did great, and her finding her brother. And it was a good story. She didn't find her brother. Remember, she did not. Find yeah, she her took brother. him to the wrong house. She found the house across the street that Ethan Hawke had also bought to hide the children's remains. And he buried the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was where he put the dead cat. And that was the thing, because at the end, because she's waiting at that house, and the cops are there like, oh, it's empty. Oh, wait, no, there's a basement. And then they see the bodies. And then she's sitting on the stoop, and then she sees Vinny come out. And she's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Well, she doesn't swear, but she runs up to him and hugs him. It's this big moment. But then the cops run out from that house, and then they see the other house, and Vinny, and they're like, go, go, go. And it's just funny. They're like, uh, like the little girl figured it all out before that both times. Yeah. And the cops are just there like, we have no idea what the fuck's going Like, horror movies usually treat cops like idiots. Because there's death all around them and they can't do yeah, anything about they, it. They got outwitted by an eight-year-old. Yeah, but, but then they're like, oh, shit, yeah. And then at the end, they're like, the guys that broke this case and they start I talking. Mean, yeah, she had shit. magical powers and whatnot, mm. but, I mean, they still got outwitted by an eight-year-old little girl. Yeah, and they, they, just, they just couldn't figure it out. But it was, I don't know, I really, I had mixed thoughts about the movie because there was parts that I really enjoyed about it. So I don't want to say it sucks. But then there's like the promise I got going into this movie and what I thought I was going to see is I didn't see that. Either. It was too hyped. It was too hyped. It wasn't really a horror movie. And all what the was, action wasn't bad. that took place was all in the commercial. Yeah. The axe to the head was the only gruesome part of the movie. Yeah. That was the only part. And it was weird because the kids' fights – I feel like like her hitting the kid with the rock. Like I felt like they made those parts more gruesome because there wasn't anything. So they're like, oh, we'll do it here. Yeah. And that just it was weird to me because it's like this shit isn't happening. I just don't but understand like, how that kid didn't die. Yeah, she fucking yeeted his ass. Like, and even the kid that had his uh, Vinny's back in the beginning, he punched that kid on the ground like fifty fucking times. Oh. I thought God, that yeah. kid was dead. Like he just kept fucking swinging at him. There's blood all over the. And I'm like, why are they showing this? Like, why are they making it this fucking... And that kid's a good kid that gets kidnapped and killed and shit. So that was just weird to me. It didn't make so much sense. Yeah. But I, I didn't hate it either. And uh, one of the my favorite parts is... I, I liked it when he talked to that kid. I also like it when he talked to the kid that beat him in baseball. 
in the beginning. Oh, yeah, and he kept on repeating, you the got a mint arm. Yeah, your arm is mint. Your arm is mint. You almost had me. That was the line. And, and he just kept saying that. And they all forget their names when they die. That's the thing. So the, he keeps telling them their Except names. Except for his friend. Yeah, his friend never his said friend anything. Remembers yeah. Because I think that was because the latest victim. Yeah, because they say that's the first thing to go. Yeah. So, oh, so his friend in real life, well, in real life in the movie, yeah. was a victim as well? Yeah, yeah. he was the one that helped and him with the very end. And he got right before he did. Okay. Right before he did. And he was the one that taught him about putting the phone in the, the, the dirt, dirt in the phone. phone and the the oh, okay. Yeah. He was the one that had the last conversation with him. Because he was his protection in school, pretty much. He was the one that protected him from all the bullies. And that's why him and his sister got in the fight after, because that kid was no longer there. So the bullies ran after and beat the shit out of him. Oh, okay. Because that kid wasn't there to fuck him up anymore. Yeah, but the kid even said in the bathroom to him, like, one of these days, you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And that's what he actually told him on the phone, to get him to be brave enough to do it. Exactly. The character of Vin, or Finn, or whatever the fuck is name, Finny. Finny. Didn't love him, but I thought he did do a good, like, him trying to get out of that basement was my favorite part. So, like, his facial reactions and him working so hard and, like, when something didn't work and he would just start crying and giving up hope. It's like, that was the heart of the movie. So, yeah. I did like him in that role. And also, he looks like a young Jared Padalecki from Supernatural to me. I don't get that. I get Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, he looked like that kid, kid too. Stranger Things. Yeah. This movie did have some Stranger Things vibes, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was all right. I, I would overall give this movie six phones out of ten. Just because it's not totally a horror movie, but I did enjoy some of the plot elements. I fell asleep as well as, <laughs> at one point. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Just because there's a lot, not a lot of movies that I start to fall asleep through that I have to wake up and watch <laughs> the rest of. Normally I'm just like, nope, I'm out. Exactly. But you did this time. Is there anything you got anything else on this one, Mindy? Um not really on this one. I mean, if you're going into it and you really you're a huge Ethan Cox fan and you can't wait to see him and whatnot, you're gonna be really disappointed. Not gonna lie. Yeah. That's the truth. No, if I you're agree. going to see Ethan Hawk, you're gonna be let down. Because those trailers were a bit misleading. Yeah. I thought it would be a lot more of him being insane than it was. And those parts that he did do, that was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. But it just, there wasn't enough of it. And I loved the way that little kid, like, completely shredded this guy's arm. He had this little rocket pen that he had had with him throughout almost the entire movie. Yeah. And when the guy grabbed him, even though he had hairspray down his throat and he was sprayed something with his eyes and he was basically knocked out. The kid like basically took out a huge chunk of this guy's arm with his pen. Yeah, that was cool. And it's like, oh my god, that is badass. Yeah, it was badass. I would have felt bad for the guy if he would have given that sister. He probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah. And then also, we also got to remember, at the end of this movie, when he's about to get out, he is not rescued. That's a big thing for this movie, for childhood, for child abduction. He's not rescued. No, it's he not. He kills the guy. Yeah, he kills him. He oh, he him. kills Ethan yes. Hawke? 
snaps his neck. He snaps his neck with the in the end because Ethan Hawke, you know, finds him as he's running away again, and uh, he kind of falls through this like hole that the kid started digging, and he falls and snaps his fucking ankle, and he's stuck in there, and that's when the kid starts doing the, the phone kid puts thing. Because the shutter from the window. Yeah. In the, uh, oh, in the so tray. that's when he does the phone move. And yeah. then he starts doing the phone move, and then he realizes that he's not going to be able to take him out with just the phone, so he wraps the cord around the guy's neck and snaps and it. Snaps his fucking neck. Oh, wow. And he's, like, covered in blood walking out of the wrong house. And while he's strangling him, uh, the people are, like, like, like his friend in the phone was, like, you have to end it. And, like, other, and he was, like, this one's for all of you. And then he put the phone to Ethan Hawke's here, and it was all of them, like, fucking yelling at him, and then he snapped his neck. Really? That's kind of cool. The ending was actually really cool. Yeah. Because that was, like, the culmination of what everybody taught him, and then he used it and fucked him up. That's why I had to put that out there, because there's not very many. I'm glad we I would have been pissed if we would have left without saying There's not very many child abduction movies where you not only see the kid get out, but the kid and that's another reason why. Now, how old is the kid? He's ten. He's ten years old. Yeah, that, and that's the other reason why the sister part annoys me because you really didn't fucking need him. Yeah. Then her bringing the cops there did nothing. He found his no, way out. Went to the wrong house. Yeah, they went to the now, wrong. How house. old was the sister? Eight. Okay. Yeah, she was like they were like best friends in the same age. Yeah, okay. they were like really, really close. Yeah. You would have thought they were twins actually, except the boy was a little bit too tall. And that's why that relationship is, like, the strongest in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Because those two, like, even after the, like, dad beats the I shit out of her. I find it weird, though, that his crush kind of looked like his sister. Just like. A little bit, yeah. She was a bit taller, though. After the dad beat the shit out of her, and then they're both watching TV, and she puts her head on his shoulder, it was like, that was so sweet. And then they kind of do it the same way, but he puts his head on her shoulder at the end of the movie. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is fucking <laughs> Uh, but that I think that's gonna do it, right? Yeah. We will see everybody next week on the Stabcast for our Fourth of July special. Uh, we're gonna be talking about a horror movie character tier list. So any character in any horror movie, we're gonna fucking rank them. All right. Uh, make sure to check out the Wrestling Outlet every Wednesday and Saturdays. Uh, make sure to check out Elite Diplodoc on YouTube for Sean and Twitch. He's been playing a lot of Fortnite. And uh, make sure to check us out 6.30 p.m. on Scripted Wrestling, uh, Saturday for Unscripted Unlimited, and Monday for the Web Cave, and of course here Sundays for the Stabcast. Anywho, guys. Hootie hoo, and we will see everybody next time. Bye. We interrupt this program to bring you Courage, the Cowardly Dog Show, starring Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Abandoned as a pup, he was found by Muriel, who lived.